Hey everybody and welcome to Holy Spirit Soapbox. I'm your host, Dan. I want to say thank you for joining in today and for all the people supporting us and those that have uh, given us some great feedback. We ask you continue to subscribe to us on our website and like us on all of your favorite podcast apps. Okay, today we're going to talk about getting ripped. Oh yeah. Um... <laughs> And when I say getting ripped, I'm talking about getting your soul ripped. We talk about our bodies often, right? But what about our soul, which is actually more important? So let's just jump right into it. You know, I, of course, want to keep up with my outward appearance for my wife, okay? I want her to look at me and just always be like, wow. <laughs> just being honest here. I'm being honest here. Maybe TMI. I don't know, but I also enjoy working out for fun and being able to push my limits with, a, you know, running, uh, biking, lifting, plyometrics, all these different cool things you can do for workouts, right? And just keep it, um, keep it, keep it exciting. Because when you keep doing the same things over and over again, like I used to just lift all the time and maybe do a little bit of cardio, it started getting boring. Not gonna lie to you, you know. And I have a lot of friends who do the same thing. We're able to compare with each other. In, you know, a little friendly competition. So when I used to go to the gym with one of my buddies and he was much bigger than me, he would be lifting, you know, twice as much as I can lift. And, you know, of course, I'm like, okay, I got to I gotta up my game here. I don't like this, right? I don't like being the little weakling of the group, you know? And then others started going with us and they couldn't lift as much as me. And I'm like, all right, oh, yeah, now I feel good, right? <laughs> so we get that little friendly competition. It's a hobby, but it keeps us healthy. So we do it every day until it becomes a habit. And that habit can be fun. Working out can be fun. It really is, right? Especially if you do different things. But we're constantly working out for the outward appearance or gains, you know, as we, as we would call them. Get, get your gains, bro. Gains up. Gains all day. Some work out to impress themselves and or others with their muscles and or how they perform. But what happens when it becomes an internal issue? What I mean by an internal internal issue is actual overall health. Sure, working out can help us be healthy, but illnesses still come and they still occur. They come and go, or sometimes they come and they stay. But if you find out that you have an underlying condition that may be cured or suppressed by certain types of exercises, you might start to work out in a different way. Maybe you're doing less lifting or power lifting and you're doing more cardio. Maybe you're doing less cardio of like running and bicycling and you're doing plyometrics. I don't know. It all depends on your body and what you need because internally you might have an underlying condition. You might change your diet too, right? This way now becomes an internal focus and a way of life. All of a sudden, all the working out for muscles and being ripped and big doesn't matter as much anymore. Your focus now is on internal health and not outward appearance. We continue to exercise this way every day and then, again, make it a habit. Let's take it one step further, okay? We just recognize, okay, we can get these gains, we can get ripped and stuff for outward appearance, right? Or outward appearance for yourself or others. Then we took it to the next step of internal illness and maybe we have to change and tweak some things because we have an underlying condition on a spiritual level we may or may not know that we're sick 
We may feel okay with God, or not care if we're okay with God, as long as we're healthy and happy on the inside and outside. Some of us have a spiritual gift to understand when our soul is in trouble or when it is sick, meaning we've drifted and oriented away from God so much we almost feel weary, broken, defeated, hopeless. The adjectives go on. And even though we got ripped and we have this outward appearance, even though internally we're actually healthy, like we go to a doctor's appointment, we get our blood drawn, he checks everything, he or she checks everything, and oh my gosh, you are so healthy, that's cool, but I still feel weary and broken. Why this is important is this is actually the most important aspect of health that we should be most aware of. Generally, all of us have a sickness spiritually and are in need of a savior. Okay, Dan, I get it. When we want to impress people externally, outwardly, we might work out our bodies to show off. Okay, I get that. And when we want to be internally healthy or try to cure or suppress like an, an illness or something, we might work out a different way to cure ourselves. Cool, I get that, Dan. But when our soul is broken or sick, what do we do? The real answer, you guessed it, is to get closer to Christ. Why? Because he fixes the broken and weary. Regardless of how, quote-unquote, sick we feel spiritually, we all need to continue to work out our soul every day. For six-pack, we'll gladly work out every day, right? We might run more, lift more, do more crunches on top of that, right? Get our our body fat down so you can see that six-pack. For a cure for an internal disease, we'd gladly work out and even eat differently every day. We might change our diet. Oh, I have a heart problem. I might switch to a Mediterranean diet. You know, I might switch to less fat, less cheeses, less dairy, whatever. Why don't we do the same for the spirit? The soul who lives past our physical bodies, why not work that out? I don't understand. In the Lord's Prayer, which we may all recite by memory or just, you know, second nature at this point, in which we will break down into more detail in future episodes, mentions, give us today our daily bread. We often, or only, may think of this as actual bread or food. But daily bread also refers to bread for our soul, God's word and a relationship with him or Christ, okay? When Christ was tempted by Satan in the, in the desert for 40 days after not eating, and Satan tells him, turn that stone to bread so that you're, I know you're hungry, man. I know you're hungry. You want that bread. Jesus says, man cannot live off bread alone, right? We also know that bread was what Jesus served, at the Last Supper, right? He broke it for everybody, okay? As a new covenant. He broke the, he, the, yes, this is food, but this is the actual bread you need. Throughout the Bible, many were broken, beat up, and tossed into jail. But their souls sang in praise, and they constantly would rejoice. How does somebody that is looking for gains, right, rejoice when they're in cuffs? Like, 
Paul didn't care what his external looked like. He wasn't like, oh man, I hope my biceps look good in these cuffs, you know? Like he wasn't he wasn't concerned about a six-pack sitting in jail. They weren't getting gains for the Lord. They also didn't really care what happened to their body. But but listen, if you don't feel well, please see a doctor and don't put it off. I'm not saying that, oh yeah, don't care about your overall health. No, no, no. Take care of your body. Right? Doctors and medicine are blessings from God. But seriously, they primarily cared about their relationship with God. They cared about their soul's health. The body of Christ consists of souls who deeply love God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. Again, am I saying, no, don't go work out anymore. Don't try to, you know, better yourself, I guess, physically. Don't. You don't even bother lifting anymore. No, I'm not saying any of that stuff. It's it's all cool, right? It's all important. But when again, when you make that your God and your primary goal, your soul might be sick. Your soul might be needing help because once you do all that stuff and your soul is still sick, you're not going to feel good. Well, I got all these gains, but I feel empty inside. I still feel... Tired, weary, sad, broken, depressed, all that stuff. You might even start to cure yourself of, of an illness. Maybe not cure yourself, but you might be praying to God. Hopefully that's what you do. If you have an illness, pray to God, right? Pray to God. He will help you through your illness regardless. Even if he doesn't solve it here, he will in the next life. But again, that's not an excuse to not see a doctor. That's not an excuse to not take your medication. That's not an excuse to not help your body out physically as well. But what I'm saying is that we need to focus on building up that spirit, building up your soul, because that is important. Because when times get tough and you either don't have a body that can lift anymore or work out anymore, Your soul is pretty much the last thing you got. And God can kill the body and the soul, right? He can do that. He wants your soul to be rejoicing and joyful and loving every single day. And he wants you to really focus on him. Dig into the word. That's how you do it. Have community with other Christians, right? So, and other people in general, so that you can understand how awesome God is. And you can talk about Him and sing, sing some songs, listen to music as, as well, listen to some sermons and some podcasts and some different things that will help you understand and get nearer to God, get your soul nearer to God. It's very important. So go out there, y'all, and get that soul ripped, all right? (laughs) Okay, so verse to meditate on, or verses to meditate on. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 6 through 10. I mean, the whole chapter is really good. Of of course, the whole Bible is really good. But this chapter is really good because this letter was written by Paul to Timothy, okay, who was, while Paul was locked up. For all the the preaching he was doing and all the the stir that he was making, I guess, you know, because he was talking about Jesus all the time, Timothy went out to continue that work, right? So 
This letter was to Timothy to avoid false gospels of man, essentially, and to trust the word of God over the word of man. And and we do this often nowadays too, right? We have these fables and stories and stuff. And hey, I heard if you do this and you you try that and this witchcraft and stuff like this, right? That will heal this or do this or um, change your life completely and you'll take control of your life and stuff. And these were all these type of false gospels. These were these false things that people were preaching and we still continue to do today. But one verse from this little excerpt from 1 Timothy chapter 4 verses 6 through 10 that I I recommended to meditate on is 1 Timothy chapter 4 verse 8 which says for physical training is of some value but godliness has value for all things holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. Physical training is cool, man. Basically what he's saying. But there's something more important. Godliness. And with godliness, that is your soul, right? That's how close you can get in a relationship to God. Where your body and your soul are all strengthened. Why that's important is because at the time, especially, and now, Greeks and Romans were really about physical strength. They went to war a lot. They didn't have, you know, machine guns, right? Rifles and stuff. They had swords. They had things that required strength. And I understand that. We understand that. But he's basically saying that, hey, if you all, if everybody just strengthens their soul and puts a trust in God and become godly, you don't have to worry about that. Because it says, again, but godliness has value for all things, not just your body, all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. Okay, so again, verses to meditate on, 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 6 through 10. And now three questions. Number one, how, quote unquote, ripped do you think your soul is? <laughs> how ripped do you think it is? Do you think it's it's pretty good? You know, is it, is it sluggish? Would you want your soul as an outward appearance type of body? How ripped do you think your soul is? Number two, what kinds of sources of daily bread can you use daily to strengthen your soul in relationship with God? And finally, number three, what are some ways you can work out your soul, and make it a part of your everyday habit and everyday routine. Thank you again for joining in today. I really enjoy your presence here. It's really awesome that we can all celebrate who Jesus is across the globe. And so, again, I I totally ask for you all to please Continue to spread the word of Holy Spirit Soapbox. Continue to reach out to us and give us uh, feedback of what you might want to hear. Maybe some things that you do differently that we'd love to to hear about. Maybe even have you on the show, as I mentioned before. Finally, I want to pray for everybody here. If you can bow your heads, please feel free. If you're physically unable to, no worries at all. But we'll talk to our Father in Heaven. Dear God, we understand that although we may try to work out to impress others, or for our own physical health, an even more important workout routine is to dig into your word and have a really great relationship with you. We know that working out our bodies does come with some value, 
and, and positivity. But because we only have so much time here on earth, our souls need to be worked out as well and, and need to be taken care of just as or even more importantly than our physically uh, physical health. Being closer to you brings everyone peace, joy, hope, and love. And we understand this to be far more important than worrying about our outward appearance. Father, I pray for all of us to continue to enjoy who you are so that we can be healed from the inside out. In Jesus' name, we ask for all of this in thankfulness. Amen. <laughs>